Hey mama, welcome to the Raw Mom Life Podcast, where we talk about the rawness of motherhood and marriage, from mental health to habits and everything in between, all with vulnerable talk to allow you the space to know you're not the only one. My name is Amber Wilford, mama to three girls, just doing my best every day, even if my best looks different every day. Get ready to laugh and sometimes cry, but always with a good cup of coffee. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Live Fiercely podcast. I'm so excited to have my friend Alicia Lawrence on the podcast today. Alicia is a marketing and design strategist, and I was first introduced to Alicia uh, back in November. Uh, She was a speaker for a virtual conference that I was doing, and you know, uh, there are lots of content creators out there and people who teach on Instagram but you just don't jive with all of them. And I knew from the get-go that Alicia was one that I was going to stick with. One of the things that I really appreciate about her is that she has built herself a really successful business, uh, but doesn't live on Instagram. And she talks about that, taking breaks from social media and being with your family. And I really appreciate that about her because it is a hard balance between motherhood and entrepreneurship. And it's so easy to just sit and scroll. So anyway, I'm excited to have her on the podcast to hear her. So you can hear her story today and uh, she can, can teach you some great insight on Instagram and all things motherhood and entrepreneurship. So Alicia, thanks for being here. Thank you so much, Amber. It's been a pleasure following you and seeing your mom journey um, since we met in November. But I, I love the things that you pointed out about really creating a space where you don't have to live on social media all the time. That is having two young kiddos. So I'll tell you a little bit about myself. Um, I am married to my best friend, Corey. We've been married actually seven years, the last April. And so now we have two kids who are running as a monk, um, Amara, who is five, and my son, CJ, Corey Jr., who is two. And what birthed out of my running social media agency was, for one, I wanted to spend more time with my kids, like most of us do as moms. We're like, I want to do the things that I'm I'm inspired to do, but I also want to be able to be there present for their lives and, and be present in everything that they do. So that really led to me creating the social media marketing agency. But then it was after creating it and spending all this time researching and doing things, it was like, okay, how do we position things so that we can spend a little bit of time creating content and doing things that are fun, um, but also we spend a lot of time off of social media so that we can actually enjoy those moments. Uh, we have a very much routine of no screen time in our house so that we can actually talk and have conversation, which happens little l- less and less these days. But I think in general, that's what birthed um, my sufficient success is the name of my social media marketing agency. And it's uh, based off of 2 Corinthians 12, 9, which tells us um, his grace is sufficient for us because his, uh, his power is made strong in our weaknesses. And I felt like every area of my life where I have felt like I was everything, I was good. God has had to reposition me to be weak in those areas so I could really let him show up strong. And so now I do that for other women on their social media. They're weak and they're like, I don't know how to do this. And now I I really step in and I'm like, okay, God, lead me for this person. If it's the right person for me to gel with, let me allow for the word to come out in whatever I do for them. 
not everyone is a faith-based business, um, but we do weave it into content um, because we're helping people. And I feel like if we're helping other people, um, then we're doing what Jesus asked us to do. And so I've just love, love, love being able to be in a position to do this for other women um, and to be in a position to have my two kids see their mom be successful and thrive, but still spend a lot of time with them. So that's a little bit about me. That's so beautiful. I love, I love, and we talked about this right before we got started is like just seeing what God can do with us, you know? And I think that's hard as moms because we have all of this pressure on us to be the best perfect mom, but also be a crazy successful entrepreneur. So can you talk a little bit more about how you manage that? You talked about having, you know, some boundaries around screens and things like that. Can you talk a little bit more about what that looks like for you? Absolutely. So it is huge, huge calendar person. Um, I have to schedule things out and make sure that I I first write down my priorities. So every Sunday, even though we schedule out the month, every Sunday, my husband and I have like a weekly check-in meeting. It's like Sunday night. And it's like, these are the things that are pressing for me this week. These are the things that are pressing for him. And so whenever I'm, sometimes I have to record podcasts at night because that's when some people are doing theirs. Or sometimes my um, social media um, or my society, we meet at night on Tuesday nights. And so he's like, okay, it's, it's society night. I've got the kids bath. Um, I'm going to get out their clothes for the next day. So we really are a, a two parent household working together in tandem. And I'm so thankful that he's okay with it. Not being like, these are your roles. That's what you have to do. Um, and him saying, yeah, I'm going to cook dinner or I'm going to grab dinner tonight instead of putting the pressure on me to cook or, you know, Hey, let's do these things. And so having a schedule really helps me to first create the boundaries and say, this is the plan. Yes, things are going to happen. My daughter was homesick yesterday. So things shifted for me. Um, and then just, just knowing that if you have the plan, at least if things change, you've already set what you need to get accomplished. Um, and then giving myself grace um, whenever it, I don't get something done. I have wanted to have an in-person meetup for my society for months. Um, and it just, just did not seem to be happening. And then April, I was like, okay, God, you said it's time. Let's do it. Planned it. Um, was so stressed out about it. And it was the most fun day I've had in months with women who are like me and like want to create content, but they're like, I don't have anybody to shoot the shots and do the things. And so we had a really fun time doing that. And I think it's also involving the kids with things. So my daughter loves the little funny, you know, TikTok and things. And I'm very, she does not have a phone, but we will like sit and like make little funny memes together. And she really enjoys that. My son loves saying cheese. And so he will pop up in my stories. And that's really like me showing my, like my time with them. I don't do it often and they're not there all the time um, because we'd like to give them that space, no pressure, et cetera. I don't want to push my kids onto social media. Um, I'm kind of that mom. But at the same time, that's my life right now is those two babies and my husband. And so they do show up throughout my content. And I, I think it's super important once you have that schedule is also finding time for yourself. Um, I know as moms, we, we give a lot. We give to our church. We give to our family. We give to, um, you know, just things in the community that we enjoy, but we don't seem to give to ourselves a lot. And so last year when I started really feeling that, like I was 
really just in that burnout, like all the time mode, I was like, what is it that I enjoy? Um, and so I would, I swap it up. So one month I do, you know, full on like extra pedicure, like extra massage, extra thing, or I'll go get a massage. Um, last month was my first time getting a facial. And I'm just like, I want to try new things that help me um, feel like a better person um, from the inside out. And so my days start with prayer. I do a devotional every morning. I know that if I put God first, even if the day gets a little crazy, it's still like, okay, you started with him. You started with pouring um, the word into you. And then from there, it's like, okay, I can handle everything else. It's going to be battles, but then it's still practicing self-care. Like not just saying that my devotion time, I've, I've heard women, I'm like, what's your self-care? Oh, I read my devotional. I'm like, that's your, that's your fit. You know, your spiritual care. What is your self-care? What are you actually doing to take care of you that you feel like you can, you know, unplug and recharge? I love Amber. She will like do these random posts because she's where it's cold and it's warmer here. But she'll just be sitting <laughs> in the sun. She'll be soaking in the sun. And that is so totally me. Um, I will just go sit outside and just enjoy the sun on my face and just be like, okay, God. I feel it. I'm recharged. I'm ready. It's almost like I'm a solar powered. Like, oh my gosh, I say that all the time. I'm totally solar powered. (laughs) Totally solar powered. So um, I do live where it's a little bit warmer in uh, in Georgia. And so I I take in all the sun. Amber, you're welcome to come down anytime, hop in the pool whenever you want. Perfect. Let's pick a January date, please. Oh, that's so good. Okay. There's so much to unpack there. Like saying, you know, putting God first, Uh I don't know about you, but like the days that I don't even get, like, even if I can just get five minutes of quiet time, it makes a big difference for me. Like weekends are a little different because, you know, people sleep in and, and whatever, I don't get up as early. And like, I don't always spend that quiet time by myself. And it, it makes a difference then on the rest of the day. Don't you agree? I completely agree. And I try my best. I really have tried to be like, I'm going to get up early on the weekends just so I can have that time still. And here comes a little girl walking in, waking me up. So it's sometimes the quiet time is with her. Um, And I've tried to either start telling her like, mom needs just five minutes. Can you, I've got your cereal ready or something so that I can get myself together. But I know when I don't do that, my whole day just feels flooded and it, it feels like I, I just haven't level set myself for the day. And so I love that you said that the days that I don't, and, and let's be clear, we are all human. There are days where we're running late days where something's going on and we're like, oh, I missed it. I didn't, you know, and you can feel it. And sometimes I'll be like driving the car and I'll just turn on like, um, you know, a, a praise and worship or I'll turn on a podcast, uh, a faith-based podcast. And I'm like, okay, I just need something right now. I just need some substance um, to help me get through the rest of the day. So, um, but I try to start my day that way. It's funny you say that. Cause I was just thinking like on the days that I don't, and I just need that or the days that I do. And I just need that little extra. It's like, turning on the right music or the right podcast. And God just speaks to you through those things. Sometimes, sometimes even more than in the quiet time. So like incorporating multiple ways of, of bringing God into your day throughout the day is so good. Cause it just brings your mind back to like, especially when you're feeling like anxious or life is crazy and you're running, running, 
it recenters you that like God's in charge and you know, whatever is on his plan for me today is okay. You know? Yeah, I, I d- totally know that. And so I don't know if you may or may not know this. My husband and I are youth pastors at our church for the high schoolers, which nice. high school is, is very unique. And you know what? You're my people because I went to school to be a youth minister. And for before I started staying home with the kids, I was a youth minister. I love that age. It is perfect. And it's literally like sometimes I will be trying to find the word to give to them and they will give me a word. And I'm just like, God, this is why we do what we do, um, you know, pouring into the and, and they're just they're motivated by us. They see us and they're, they're motivated. And I, I see them and I'm so motivated um, by all that they do. And so I think it's just that two-way window that God's trying to remind us that we have, that we can glean from other people and that everyone, whether young or old or far and in between, we can learn something from them and we can uh, show them compassion. And it really allows for our days to be better when we do that. For sure. And I think even our kids can do that. You know, when we let them speak into us or like us sitting there on the days we don't get up early and our kids are there and like setting that example, even though it's not the same kind of quiet time, but I'll still listen to my Bible in a year podcast or write in my journal. And like my kids are going to remember that more so than when I'm telling them, teaching them verbally about Jesus. Right. And so I always remind myself of that too, that even if it's not perfect, I'm setting that example for the kids and that's how they learn the best. Yeah. I think it's totally how they learn their best and they will see it and remind us. Like I remember one day we were making waffles and I dropped some on the floor and I was like, Oh no. And my daughter's like, it's okay, mom. We all make mistakes. And I was just like, <laughs> yes, you're, so girl. Right. you're right, girl. So I love oh, that they're that learning so those good. things. I love that. Uh, I've always been really big on, block scheduling too. And I, I don't use it quite as much because I don't have quite a booming business. Like I used to, when I was in direct sales, but I still use like the planner. And if I need to like, have a really busy day, I still use that particular block scheduling, but I write it out. Like, what are the things on my list today? And like you said, I check in with my husband at the beginning of every week, we kind of look ahead. And so we one don't have any miscommunications because in the past we had, and before we joined schedules and it, it's, frustrating. And so to avoid that, yeah, we just are in constant communication about that, but just to plan ahead. Okay. What are the things I need to get done this week? And then I would say, eat the frog, right? Do the the hard thing first and get it out of the way. You feel so much better going about the rest of your day or week, right? Yeah. uh, We, we literally just were talking about this Sunday at church and it was just like, the there's actually this this thing that you can take and it helps you design your dream week. Now your dream week isn't going to happen every week, but it's like if it was your dream week, what would happen in what time blocks? How much time would you spend with your family and things like that? And we were going through it with the teens and they were like, I was like, what do you do when you have something stressful and hard to do for the week? And one of the guys was just like, I get it done first. And I was like, you know, that is that piece that if you get it done first, then you've got the weight lifted and you probably go to the other things with a better mindset. And so I love taking that, that approach, especially when I'm doing social media content. So on Sundays, I will do reels first because sometimes you just want to get them out of the way. I could, I'm the crazy person who could sit in Canva and design stuff for like two hours and have like 
a whole month design because I just like that stuff. But that, you may be the opposite. You may be like, I love recording reels. I hate designing content. And so you get that out of the way first. But knowing yourself and knowing what you want to get done first helps you position everything else. So I, ideally planning out your dream week so that you get those, those things you don't like done early in the morning. So in the afternoon, if you want to go sit outside and enjoy the sun, you don't feel guilty about it. I hate when I'm, I'm relaxing and I feel guilty for relaxing. That's my least favorite. Oh, the worst. And we're good at that. Us moms feeling guilty for just being, being, (laughs) and we need to just be sometimes. My my best friend is going, uh, I actually went through a really, a bad spout of uh, postpartum depression. And she was like, Alicia, I don't know what's wrong with me. And she was like, but I don't have the energy to do anything. She's like, I just want to be. And I told her, I said, and that is okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to just want to be like God created us with gifts and all these things, but he didn't mean for us to do all the time. Sometimes we need to just be and be okay with that in those moments. And so giving and lending help to her, like, hey, I've got to send the kids down here for the week. She's about an hour away. Send the kids down here for a weekend. Just be, just be this weekend. And uh, having people in your life that can support you like that is really big. Uh, moms, we put a lot of stress on us and we, we don't look for support. And so we'll be like, yeah, call me if you need something. But we don't actually say like, no. Hey, I'm going to send dinner your way this weekend so you don't have to cook. I'm going to, um, there's a laundry place close by. I'm going to see if they'll come pick up your laundry and do it. Um, Those little things for me, when I had my kids that one person did, and it was just like, okay, now I want to do that for other moms because it just, they didn't say, call me if you need anything. That is the worst thing you can say to a new mom is call me if you need anything. Cause we're not going to call because we need all the things and we don't want to tell you which one to, to, to work on. We feel like we can do it. And so when I started being like, no, I'm going to send dinner. I'm going to do these things for you while you're in your new motherhood. Some, uh, the feedback has been like, I needed that so much. And so let's do more of that. Let's show up and wash dishes and not be, and don't, don't look at the house. The house is not going to be clean. <laughs> And let's give each other grace and just know that um, we're all in this season together and that we're all going to get through it together. And that's why community is so important. So important. I talk about that all the time too. Like asking for help, putting down your pride and asking for help. Like just you think you can do it all, but actually you can't. And nobody's asking you to, who cares what, if anybody else is asking you to do that, they're not your people. (laughs) You are not meant to do this all. God gave us people, women in our lives to help us get through all of those hard times, whether it's a new baby or, uh, this week, last weekend was my birthday and birthday morning, youngest child tests positive for COVID. So that changes everything. Right. And I had people checking in on me and I had some people who were like, let me know if I can do anything. And then I had people who just like, straight up stopped by and talked to me for five minutes or brought me a coffee, you know, and actually just putting that into action is so good. So if anything, you take anything from today, people listening, just be there for your friends, not in a, let me know how I can help you kind of a way, but like, like Alicia said, like take their kids for even just a couple of hours would be such a blessing or bring over dinner or order them a pizza. If you don't have time to cook dinner, because we all lead busy lives, like what a beautiful way that we can serve each other as moms. I love that. 
Yeah, it's it's a, it's a really small thing of service, but I promise you it will make the difference in the life of another mom so much. And and let me be clear, to think of your friends who don't have kids that they still have crazy and busy lives. That's mm-hmm. been a hard balance for me being one of the first in my friends group to have kids. It was like, you know, I felt so overwhelmed and I felt like I wasn't giving to them. And then I was like, oh, well, you, you can go do what you want to do this weekend. And then I realized like, you know, they still have a lot. We, we had lives before kids. It is a different feeling, um, but still supporting them in ways when they don't have kids, just like when they have something going on, like a birthday, still making it a big deal for them um, because they make it a big deal. They come over to the kids' birthday parties, my birthday. Um, so I, I try to really go out of my way to make that a big deal for them when it's um, a special moment for them that they feel celebrated and and feel like just whatever the reason, either they don't want kids right now or they just don't can't have them to feel like they're supported in the journey uh, because that's really important too. We got to support people. That's what we're we here do. for. We absolutely do. God calls us to community, right? Yes. Okay. So let's talk about Instagram for a little bit. And what tips do you have for creating that content? Like, I know you've got a free group and then you've got your society where you, like they can have it all. So what you got? Yeah. Oh, it's so much. So we have to level set and rethink about Instagram for one, you know, Instagram is changing every day, but I think a lot of times we're like, Oh, this is cute. This is content. Oh, this is this. And this is content, but we haven't sit down to say, who, who is my people that I'm trying to reach? So you may or may not have a business. You may just be like, I just want to have a community of people who think the way I do, who want to be good moms, who want to do this. And, and so when you, when you start thinking that way and you start writing down, well, what would I like to see if I was them? Not, not thinking through um, creating content. Let me tell them about this sale. Let me do this. No, start thinking think what tips and advice that you would want if you were in their shoes. So if you are a mom who maybe does skincare products, you don't post and say, you know, come buy this product. It's on sale. Come do this. That's not content. You start thinking about, you know, do you, um, do you notice a little bit of difference in your skin tone? Do you have reddish skin tone? Here are some tips and ways to, to combat that. And maybe you give some other tips and then in the midst of that, you post about the product that you sell that also helps with that. But you don't just go and ask for the sale. I mean, you you do sometimes. You do are like sometimes like, hey, this is what I have. Go buy it. But in the midst of that, you've created this trust so that they know that you're the expert in it. So, um, you know, for instance, I now use this body butter that I found from someone on Instagram, but I started following them because the first thing they gave was like three tips um, when you have really dry skin in the summer. And one of them was not their product. It was like to use a scrub um, that you made with like cocoa butter um, and uh, coconut oil and sugar. And I was like, oh, let me try that. And so I tried it and my skin felt better. And then I was like, oh, well, you know, their product goes along with it. Let me try that. And so they gave lots of tips and they were just caring. They gave motivational things, all these things mixed together. And then it led to me to trust them as a business. So we first, when we start growing on Instagram and we're looking for our community, we first have to start thinking about our content as when I create this, does this make people trust me more or does it make them turn away from me because I feel so salesy? And so when you're building in those early stages, you have to do a lot of educational and a lot of motivational and a lot of um, fun, more fun, upbeat uh, content. And, and that brings people in. 
And then you, you have your, of course, you set up your links in your bio. You have really nice highlights that, that people can look at to see what you're all about. Um, but then you continue to engage with them. You look at their stories and you're like, oh my gosh, my, my daughter's in dance too. Or, you know, just, just find that genuine connection. We're not looking to be on Instagram to, to just have a space in this social world. We're looking to grow a community of people that we actually enjoy seeing, that we actually enjoy talking to. And that's still the same with a business or a brand. Like um, in my stories, we're, we're talking about, you know, okay, yeah, today baby is sick. And so I'm having to work and juggle. Moms, what do you do when you have to juggle both? We're having conversations and we've got to get out of that mindset that it's just going to happen. Like that social media is just going to, you know, fall into your lap and you're going to be able to do all the things from posting one picture. You have to be a little multifaceted and you have to really have a plan. So I start with my pillars, which are about four to six things that you're really going to focus on talking about on your um, social media page. And even if you have a business, you could have four different things in your business. You want people to know whether you want to educate them on a product you want to, um, you know, give them tips. You, you always want to add in like some personal piece of it. Um, even if you're not, for some reason, you're like, I can't be the face of my brand. I just can't. You got to find somebody to be the face. Someone has to show up and be the face because people want to talk. People buy things from people. They don't buy things from businesses. They buy from people. And so when you change that mindset and you're like, okay, let me break down each portion of Instagram and see how much I can give. For people starting off who feel like they can, it's overwhelming, they can't give a lot. I have this, this is my mantra for everyone. Can you post three times that week? Can you give me one like really good um, informational, educational post? Maybe it's a carousel. Maybe it's just the quote for that week. Or maybe it's just, you know, breaking things down about your product or your business. The second thing is you've got to have a reel, whether you want to or not. And even I love, there are people who are not, showing their faces at all. They're writing out their schedule for the week. They're showing their how they draw things in their graphic design business. They're doing all kinds of things so that they're not showing their faces. Maybe you're, and if you're an at-home mom and you want to build content, you're probably going to have to show your face. But you could show you cleaning. You could show your cooking. You could show different things so it's not always your face. Um, and then the third thing, and this one is what uh, a lot of people wind up being attracted to that gets them exposed to other people is have some kind of motivational piece of content for your audience. So whether it's like um, a cleaning business, you could, um, you know, do a funny motivational like you don't have moms don't have all the time in the world. You're not a you are a superhero, but you need a superhero for the superhero. And maybe they post about their services or maybe um, like for me on at least once a week, I'm giving some kind of thing that I heard, listened to, maybe it's a quote from the a scripture from the Bible, or a quote that I heard from a pastor, but something that just was meaty and to me and felt motivational at the time. Um, and, and sharing that because share worthy content is so important. And all that means is that if I see it, I want to share it to either to a friend or put it in my Instagram stories. And so when you are thinking about that content, always think about, would you share it if you saw it? And that's the piece that a lot of people are like, huh, what? And what I tell people is when you're trying to create share worthy content, normally you're going to have to take your picture out of it. 
And so it doesn't just need to be a plain quote because people, people are likely to share that to their social media than someone else's picture. So if your picture is big behind it and you've got the quote small, they're probably less likely to share that because your picture is so big. So whenever you're trying to do share worthy content, uh, remove yourself a little bit from that, even if you have a small picture um, and just stick with focusing on the quote or the motivational saying um, so that it, it gets the attention it deserves and you get shared more. I know I just said a lot. <laughs> but it was such good information. And I feel like everybody needs to go back and listen to like the last yeah, just 10 listen minutes. to that. <laughs> Take notes. Yes. And, you know, ultimately when it comes down to it, just start doing, just start showing up. I don't know about you, but like I, the other day I scrolled back to my like kind of older stuff. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, you just, it's laughable because the more you do it and that, that goes from anywhere to like showing up on reels or creating content on Canva or showing up in your stories. Like the longer you do it, the better you get, the more confident you feel about it. So just start. Yes. Start somewhere. And even if you're just like, I can't even do three, just do, just do one today. Just say, I'm going to go after we get off, after I listen to this podcast, I'm going to go put one piece of content out that either is in your draft folder. Cause you know how we'll do. We'll be like, it's not perfect. It's not good enough. Don't know. You'll have something sitting out there. Go and do it. Post it today. And, and when you post it, tag me in it so I can support you. I me tell too. my people that all the time, like tag us in it. We want to see that you are like, yes, I'm going to start today. And because a lot of times that's what happens is we feel so overwhelmed to do it that we just don't do it at all. And especially with reels like that is, I know it's an overwhelming space. I know that being on video content is hard and you're like, this is laugh. Like you, you, you will laugh at yourself. If you're not laughing at yourself when you're creating reels, you're probably doing it wrong completely. Yep. <laughs> you need to have fun because you need to be like, this is funny. I'm, I'm a really funny person. Um, <laughs> and and it, it does, it gives you, but as you see it grow and you're like, oh, wow, like I'm kind of good at this. I remember my first reels and I was nightmarish. I was like, I can't do this. This is awful. Uh Um, Now I'm like, I can sit here and create a reel in like three seconds because it's just, it's second nature. And that's what happens. You, when you brought a baby home, you didn't know what to do. You were over here just kind of like shifting and doing other things. I can change a diaper in my sleep now, pretty much. Like (laughs) I can do that because I've done it so often now. And so that's what happens as you get more comfortable because you're doing it then you get better at it and it becomes easier and it's not so much of a headache, but you have to start somewhere. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit more about your membership, your society. Yeah, absolutely. The society is so much fun. So it is women only. Um, and it literally, we have two trainings a month and two co-working sessions a month. So the range of topics are wide because we are wanting to make sure that women feel confident on social media. But like last month, we had a Pinterest expert come in because a lot of people who are bloggers don't realize how much money can come from Pinterest. Um, This month, we're focusing on editing photos and editing video, which is really a fun one for me because that's what I do a lot of. Um, and then we also have co-working sessions. So those are the sessions where you come and you're like, this is what I'm working on this week. What do you guys think? And we give each other feedback. And what I love so much, even more, I love teaching. Um, I'm a teacher at heart. My mom was a teacher. So this is very fun for me. But what I love more is seeing the connections in the community that's being built 
So when someone posts in the community like, hey, I posted my first reel, everyone is hopping on it to congratulate them, to just tell them good job, because we all know how hard it is to do that first thing. Um, and then, like I said, we have a private group. We are we are on Mighty Network, so we have an app. If you're like, I can't be on Facebook, I don't. You don't have to do all the extra things. You can just be in our Mighty Network app, and it'll help to connect you with the other women in the group. And some of them, like I said, we have we do have a, a larger population in the Atlanta area, but then there is some all over. Um, we've got some in Utah, some in Kansas. Um, and what has happened is they brought their friends on. So now I'm like, okay, you guys go create content together and giving them tips. And it's just a space where if you're still stuck in building content, you really feel confident each and every day in the society. So every Sunday, get your reels list. I, I would tell you, they have told me that it's worth the, the money every month just to get the reels list every week. <laughs> They don't have to scroll through reels to try to figure out what's trending. What's I do all of that for them. And we, we really spend a lot of time focusing on how to not only show up better, but be more confident in general. So then we can take time off. Like one of the girls, she's a school counselor and I'll, and she's just like, Alicia, during the school year, it's really hard. And I was like, I got it. So, so once a month I help her in the society, we create her content. She schedules it out. And she really feels like she's not on there as much, but she's got really valuable pieces coming out. And then she's planning this summer to batch for the entire from August to December. So while she's in school, she doesn't have to worry about doing as much content. And so I think having those lessons come out of the society just really shows that you can build and be successful without having to be on there every day. And so I love that. I am also take, I take a lot of time off social media now just because uh, my workload has increased and my kids are in gymnastics and in swim and in all these things. And so I teach really about how to create that high value content that kind of lives on. So the reels are one and then the savable posts where you're educating your audience. Those live on because people are always going back to them. And the minute someone clicks on it, it starts re-getting traction in the algorithm. And uh, for the month of December, I took the whole month off and got like 800 followers from one post I did like the first week of December, which were tips for reels. And I think that, <laughs> that's crazy to me still, but I think that it's more, um, more thought process into the more I help people, the more willing they are to listen to me and see what I have to offer. So Society is fun. It's it's one of the best places. And um, I'm just thankful God created, God put it in my spirit to create it. And he was like, you are going to impact so many women through this society. And so I'm excited to have welcome more women in and excited to hopefully plan a little small retreat for us in the fall. That will be really nice to create content and to get people together. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've spent a lot of time alone. It's time for us to safely get together and enjoy each other's company. For sure. Sounds like a beautiful community. And I'm going to have the link in the show notes for everyone to go check that out, as well as um, a couple other places where you can go find Alicia, especially on Instagram. Lots of great tips over there as well. So thanks for being here, Alicia. This was an awesome conversation. Yeah, I loved it so much. And Amber, you are such a light. Continue to do what you are doing. Continue to just let God use you. And I'm just thankful for you. You're so sweet. I'm so glad you're in my life, girl. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Raw Mom Life podcast. If you love anything you heard today, share it with some family or a friend who might resonate with it as well. 
I love to hang out on Instagram, so come find me over there for some more laughs and maybe a few tears as well, but always a good cup of coffee. Mama, I appreciate you and never forget, you are never alone.